0: I haven't talked about a cookbook on this show since Drina Burton's Kind Kitchen almost a year ago. So it's fun to get back into the swing of things. It's always nice to receive a beautiful, delicious, well-thought-out cookbook from a publisher and add it to my giant bookshelf of plant-based cookbooks. And this one is a special one. It's called Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior. Live fierce, stay bold, eat delicious, and the authors are Ann Cryle Esselstyn and Jane Esselstyn, mother and daughter. And, you know, with a plant based cookbook, the eat delicious part is pretty much taken for granted. We talk about the recipes. We talk about some of the techniques that they learned and have uh, shared things they've seen on TikTok and adapted and all that. But we really focused on living fierce and staying bold and specifically why this is a cookbook. That has, you know, woman in the title. Why women warriors? Are the women supposed to be doing the cooking? Is this to feed women? What are they going for here? And so we had a real great conversation about what it's like to be a woman in the Esselstyn family, in the plant based movement, where um, women can exert leadership where men can step back and create space for women to exert leadership and how all of us together can help make the world a more delicious, bolder, fiercer, kinder, more just place. So I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, Jane and Anne Esselstyn, welcome back to the Plant Yourself podcast.
1: Hi, thank you for
2: having us, Howie.
1: Thank you. I knew you uh, uh, way before you were, I remember you as Howard and now you like Howie.
2: Well, yeah, it's weird.
0: I mean, I've had this identity crisis since I was five and I wanted to be more grown up and my wife still calls me (laughs) Howard. So,
1: oh, good. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm just, I just don't, I I don't know who I am, but uh, that's, it's either a sign of neurosis or enlightenment. I'm not sure which. (laughs) Both. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, speaking of enlightenment. The two of you have just come out with a new book, Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior, Live Fierce, Stay Bold, Eat Delicious. When when did it publish?
2: Hold on. Hold on. We need to say it for you. That's not how it says. Oh. Be a plant-based woman
1: warrior, live fierce, stay bold, eat delicious.
0: Wow. Thank you. Hold the book. <laughs> I, I can see I shouldn't even have tried.
1: No, <laughs> you can't. be so, um, two voices at once. <laughs> how,
0: how long has the book been out?
1: It came out yeah, on a couple tr- of days, twenty third. So about
2: almost a week, week now.
1: A week ago, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. done crazy, it's done a crazy good job too. We, we yeah. what what
0: have you what have you learned what have uh, what have you seen in terms of uh, sales and interest.
2: Don't We don't really know, and I I don't. I don't want to focus on it too much because you can't control that stuff. But um, the one thing we did have access to was just um, looking on Amazon. I don't Mm -hmm. know if people use Amazon or don't these days. It's just you know your call. But um, we were number one in a bunch of categories. Like we have a little bestseller tag on the book, which is exciting. And we were at
1: seventy-four most books sold on Amazon at one point.
2: Oh,
0: you were in the top hundred of all.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Uh crazy. And
2: That's, they have got so many different criteria, I think, to make everybody feel good. Like we were number one in no fat cooking, number one in in heart health, number one in the vegan or vegetarian or something. Anyway,
0: yeah, but 70, 74th point- overall. Like I, I understand there's participation trophies, and I was a school teacher. We used to go, you know, best best wearing a vest. Like we everyone had to get yeah. something, but seventy four out of out of uh, of all books is no no laughing matter.
1: It well, was amazing. But we mostly are was, excited because you. it's it's a beautiful book. Mm. It's a really beautiful book. Now, have, you, have you seen the book, Howard? I, I've been, it's oh, got you've got st- it. It's got stains already. Great. <laughs> but, I mean, it's such a gorgeous – the photography is so spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, who'd,
2: who'd, who'd you get to do the photography? A wonderful um, photographer here in Cleveland um, – Karen
1: McKenna. Karen McKenna. And she just blew us away. Have you heard
2: of those like Edible Cleveland, Edible Philadelphia, Edible New York, Edible magazines? It's like, it's our high-end foodie magazines. Oh, no. Well, um, gosh, almost 10 years ago, after our Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease cookbook we did together, um, our publicist, Shar Nolan, who you may know. I do know, Shar. She's a wonder. She got us a, a spot in the Edible Cleveland magazine. And when they came to... In um, my parents' house to do the photo shoot for the magazine. This wonderful, sort of nimble Karen McKenna took some pictures for the magazine, and they were beautiful. And so, when this book came up, we contacted her. Jane's
1: husband remembered that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was long ago, and wow. I was,
1: it was like, oh my gosh! And we were just so lucky to get her.
2: So lucky.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. They are they are beautiful. They're beautifully lit, and they're also um, dramatic. You know, the, <laughs> you, have, you have one with sandwiches with skewers coming through. It kind of looks like a tarot card.
2: Well, it does. And how about the lasagna shot? Have you seen the stack the sack of lasagnas? Uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite ones to make. It's uh, towards the end of the dinner section. But we had three beautiful photos of lasagna, and I was like, I don't know how.
0: Oh, yeah, how yeah. With the, the, the plates, it looks like a Charlie Chaplin movie. And
2: then you turn the page, there's two more photos. They use all three photos of lasagna. I mean, what... Dish gets three photos.
1: And the other fun thing that happened, it was May when we were photographing it. And in May, all these little flowers come out. Tiny. And and so we ended up, it it was kind of like, you know, what is that book? Good Night Moon, where you try and find the mouse. Yeah. And you look, and almost every picture, you should find a flower. Little tiny flowers. Not every picture. Not all the cause, majority. Because we didn't. We started out without the flowers, and then we got. We found them, and we uh-huh. got possessed to get flowers in all the pictures.
0: Okay, cool. I also love some. Of, some of the photos are like way bigger than reality. Like there's a a, to, a picture of tofu in your sesame ginger top tofu or tempeh recipe, where yeah. like the the piece of tofu is like the size of my face on the page. It's like
1: <laughs> yeah, yummy, yummy.
0: Yeah, so Jane is it,
1: of, of cooking tempeh and tofu, and uh, it, it's just so good that you want to stand over the pan and just eat, 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 eat.
0: Oh, doesn't everybody do that? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the problem is, you know, you're trying to serve somebody else, but you want yeah. to.
2: Yeah. And right. a nibble
1: isn't enough. You need to keep going.
0: Well, you know, the chef's got to taste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, well, I wanted to kind of start like um, how the how the concept for the book came about because I know you, you know you you guys are in are, are part of a family that's written a lot of books. You have professionals. You know, Richard Pine has kind of advised on lots of things. Like, no, this won't sell. Change the angle. You you know, some of Rip's books like have been re released with new titles. Like, you guys definitely think about what we what you have to offer and how it will be received in the market. What was the thinking that went into this is our book now?
1: Oh, we had no input. I, 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 no, uh, I thought a ton oh change, change
2: it. I didn't think at all. No, she, that because how I thanks for asking this question. Because this book is well as, and you know so much history. And in the, for the last ten years we I've done five books, she's done three books and My mom has done the and versus heart disease cookbook with my dad. And then I did the cookbook with her about, you know, that. So we were like being heart disease patient compliant there. And then with RIP, things were more plant strong, but I was having to behave kind of like a firefighter would eat. So this book, I was like, you know what? I really want to make the food that my mom and I make every day, all day when we're home and we're not trying to be a heart disease patient or trying to be a firefighter. We're going to be ourselves. And I wanted to do it primarily because, you can imagine in the 80s when my when my father started eating, you know, no dairy and no meat. like before Colin had even coined the plant-based plant, plant based term that we had to use, or not whatever, Colin expressed that term, Colin Campbell, that is. Um, we were just eating this difficult path, and my mom made her way forward with four kids, all crazy athletes at home, and full-time job. And my dad working full-time. She picked up this new theory and ran with it. So... This book is truly a tip of the hat to my mom for giving things wheels and making this stuff go forward when it was a pretty, I mean, it was a Sisyphean task. It was so uphill. I can't believe she did it and stuck with it, but she did. And now half of our family, if not more, is involved in this movement. What do you mean
1: half? Everybody. We have four. Professionally. Oh, professionally.
2: professionally. So yeah, all 20 of us are eat this way, but you know, Rip, myself, you and Essie, Pan um,
1: and Ted's wife,
2: and our, our I mean, Kyle's our publicist. So we're we're three generations deep into this. So I think you were kind of asking why a plant based woman warrior. For major reason, tip of the hat to this OG right here. She's the uh, the original. Just OG mean? it means old gangster. I means it's a good term. It doesn't mean old goat. It does not mean old goat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but goat is good now too. Goat means greatest of all time. I'm not
1: be an old goat than an old She's gangster. the old geek. She's the old goat. She's the greatest of all time with the of plant face. Yes.
2: And, and um anyway I used to eat goat. And um I <laughs> I have three reasons behind the plant-based woman Warrior. You can talk about your goat now, which would be no, hilarious. All right. Do you want me to Go you know? ahead, keep going. I love the goat ropes though. <laughs> I'll come we'll come back. Um and the second reason <laughs> is that as you know Well, you're you're a great cook, I know, Howard. You do cook, um, and you eat your tempeh over the pan. Um, But (laughs) the majority of people who do the mental labor and the physical labor around food and food choices and cooking tend to be women. I mean, primarily women are the majority. Not always in every household, and every place. I'm not asking you to get bad hate mail. But since women have been the ones who think about, you know, collect, shop, buy, prepare, and serve food, historically, in America at least, those are the ones who have unconsciously and unwillingly, unknowingly sort of set up a lot of the disease states we have in America from eating the greasy, meaty, cheesy food choices that have made us sick. So I'm asking women to be bold and fierce and make food that's delicious with more plants. Just as they say in Ireland, eat more veg. Mm -hmm. And um, I really want them to feel emboldened by this like we're three generations deep it's possible you can stay healthy as i mean we all in the plant-based movement are pounding on the same drum but also the third reason is that as you know i have three brothers and growing up in america any female has got this strange relationship with her body her identity food and how she presents herself and all this stuff um but i was one of you know four kids in our family and we all four were nationally ranked athletes um especially going to college so here i was swimming on scholarship at university of michigan you know having to train twice a day you know crazy fit strong and i didn't like what was happening with my body like i was getting curves i was getting i was feeling out and getting shapely and i was like i don't i don't like i I don't know what's going on i didn't identify with myself i didn't know what to eat i didn't know how to train if i wasn't going to eat or it was so confusing and right at that moment is when my parents went um, on this, they, we hadn't hit the term plant-based yet, but we went on, they were like, hey, we're not eating any meat or dairy or added oil or fat or sugar or salt, blah, 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 blah. So we were all, my brothers and I were like, well, what's going on? And um, it ended up being a really good match for me. And since then, I have been sort of the same size, and I haven't been burdened with a thought about calories or servings or amounts or, I, you know, i, I So, so thankful. So wicked thankful that I became a plant-based woman warrior when I did, due to her. So I hope that all women can be free of that. And I know some men obviously do struggle with their identity and their body and food as well. And I hope that they can be free of that. Be fierce. Be bold. Be delicious.
1: I I wanted to go back to one other thing. And that is that I my uh, focus has always been the heart disease patients and, and that idea of plant perfect that Rip dubbed our, my husband's book. And uh, Rip and Jane have more been plant it's strong. strong. Mm-hmm. So when I have contributed my recipes they te- in the book, they tended to be more toward the heart disease patients. But what's so great is our editor wanted to uh, t- make that distinction. So in this book... There On almost every recipe, it will say, to make heart disease friendly, leave out the avocado. Or it will just say, this recipe is heart disease friendly. So that is uh, there in every recipe.
2: I actually just got a message this morning from a person in Australia who said, the book just arrived down here in Australia. Thank you so much. And I I had a stent put in in 2018 or 19 or something. And what is most, most exciting about this book, besides the beautiful photos, is that you have indicated for me, which recipes are heart disease friendly or how to make it heart disease friendly. So I really was so so pleased with our editor for making that suggestion um, to do so.
1: Yeah. And he wanted me to talk. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Harvey. Yeah. Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> so Howard. It's, it's Hugo, isn't it? <laughs> and uh,
0: what, what were you going to say?
1: I was going to tell you why I want to be an old goat is because I used to eat goat. <laughs> and I grew up with my crazy, wonderful father. And mother. Who And mother. But my father in particular, when it rained, we'd eat the snails off the driveway and he'd call them escargo snails. He'd you know? shoot the and, p-
2: city pigeons. and,
1: and Yeah. And, and then call them a squab. squab- or we would have lots of, we were famous for the cryo the family for their our goat roasts. So when my husband and I got married, <clears throat> our night before was a goat roast. That, with the head on a spike <laughs> next to the goat roast with the ruffles around its head. Hard to believe. Uh, hard so to believe. awful. Mm. So awful. That was 61 years ago, please. But um, even to, to, to say how bad I was... The first meal I prepared, first meal for our, my, uh, my husband's parents and our very elegant uh, landlords. landlords was cat, cat, beef tongue. I, I can't even imagine how you can chew it. I mean, how you can... Anyway. So if she can go plant-based... Anybody can.
0: Mm. Right, right, and yeah. Know,
1: and, and my other really strong thing is that when we decided, when my husband and this, all him, I mean, all of this, this book, all of us are based on his shoulders because he had this idea and he carried it through. I mean, Dean Ornish on the West Coast had, had the idea and he did his own thing and my husband did his thing on this part of the country. And until one of my husband's initial patients came to him and said, oh, I just saw an article in Discovery Magazine that's st- someone who's doing the same thing as you are. And that's how m- my husband learned that Dean Ornish existed huh. and was doing the same thing. Wait, we He has questions he's trying well, to ask. Me. Well, wait. Oh. <laughs> I want to add one thing. And that is that I really feel sorry for people trying to do plant-based now because of the vegan junk food world. It's so... Hard. Well, it isn't it's not even vegan. They call
2: it plant based, even, and it's not. A plant, there's no yeah. plants, and it. it's just chemicals and powder.
1: Anyway, sorry.
2: Yeah. No. no it's,
0: I mean, it's 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 a real thing, you know. So on the one hand, we can say it's so great that there's more options. It's so great that there's entry ramps, and it's,
2: it's you know, wonderful for the plant.
0: Yeah, and and we have to you know we have to be discerning because the categories change. So like it, it's we, we all want shortcuts. Right. So we want to say, OK, so this is the category of plant based foods is a category that I might approach for my health. And without even noticing, you know, society has moved on and it now means something totally different. But because, you know, because of our need for to identify and to be part of, you know, to root for a team, you know, it's almost like if, if all of your favorite players on the What are you got? The Cleveland Guardians now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if all of them were traded to, who's who's, who's the big rival? Is it the.
2: the, the We're not sports fans. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know. You know, it's almost like if
0: all the players were traded, but you're still rooting for the the shirts, right? Like. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, one of the. There was a lot I wanted to ask you um, that you've already sort of touched on. And one is what you're talking about, like the the distinction between the heart friendly recipes, the heart patient recipes and the plant strong recipes. And I think there's there's somewhere in the in the first section of the book where you talk. I think, um, Jane, you're talking about there. There can be danger in trying to be too perfect in saying, like, okay, I have to I have to adhere to the very, very strictest, even though there's really no need for it. And I was really delighted to read that
2: yeah, like we have seen so like some patients obviously have to and you've seen those patients who need to be compliant because they have horrible heart disease and you know they're on the verge of having to get bypasses or stents or they've already had numerous bypasses and. I mean, stents. This is stents. where
1: my husband comes in really in a strong way for <clears throat> those I mean really few of people. And Jane. Uh,
2: but so, but the reason we wanted to bring it up is because it kind of goes back to us being women and just hearing the stories of other women, in particular, who um, friends, family members who are, who think, oh, there's more strict guidelines. can like no meat, no problem. No dairy. Oh, no oil, no sugar, no. Su-. And suddenly, they're eating just dry oats. And and, and you know, we're like, no, this is not what this is about. This is this beautiful, bountiful, welcoming world of of all kinds of plants and grains and greens and berries and vegetables and, and whoopsies. I just had, you know, 15 dark chocolate almonds and I can, I'm awake all night. And, you know, we have, you, you know, people might have a little oh, their openness and, and I don't just, we have seen eating disorders come and go with people and it is, Something we don't want to be a part of. There's no competition. We never talk about weight. We never talk about size. We don't talk about. We don't even share numbers, really. I mean, my dad in his book with heart disease is a different story. This is for women and men who want to read it. Thank you, beautiful, strong men. Who are just, it. It's
1: hard to interrupt, Jane, <clears throat> but I'm going to quickly do that because in our well, both books that we've done, we have never put in calories or portions, and, or, portions. or serving mm-hmm. size.
2: Everyone's. What's a serving size? And we're like, you've trained your brain to think that someone else should know better than you. And no, if I want to eat 15 servings of this salad I can't get enough of or whatever, I don't know what a serving is. If I want to eat most of the salad I made last night, which I did, I think I did, it was so good. And I just sort of kept elbowing everyone out to get some more of my salad. And that's what I did. And I also had the Pad Thai from our new cookbook.
0: Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, actually, you know, a sort of a, a generational question around, because let me, let me frame it by saying, like, the plant-based community has been a community that has embraced me. It's full of wonderful people with best of intentions, very beautiful souls. And I've noticed a lot of what I would interpret as misogyny, whether it's obvious or not obvious, whether it's in terms of weight. Whether it's in terms of portrayal of women who aren't necessarily part of the movement, and 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 you know, this your book starts with a story with a really powerful story of misogyny the the, the guy who wore the no fat chicks T shirt, which had you like missing out on a fun experience because you were hiding under a desk in shame, and you know, so I'm 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 curious like how you guys have navigated. You know, this community where people are all basically saying, pushing in the same direction, saying the same thing. And yet there's been a huge blind spot around how women are talked to, portrayed and guided.
2: Well, I and I don't think anyone has. Again, I think how you said that. Well, it's not been a super conscious thing. It's just, as our kids say, like low key subconscious, which means that it's it's visible and no one's really talking about it. But I definitely felt like my mom and I for years would show up on stage cooking because A, we could cook, but also I felt like we were the women coming and doing the non-optional work of feeding people and showing people how to do that. But we also, it was a ton of fun. I mean, she is a pistol. I never know what she's going to say. She's just a loose cannon. It's a riot. Like our YouTube channel together, I oftentimes don't know what she's going to bring up. But anyway, so (laughs) we we kind of hated this funny line of like, we had some power because there were two of us. We had some power because we were mother and daughter. We had some power because she was so funny. She is so funny. And so it was, wasn't was just like, hi, here's now, you know, Mary Jo, blah, to do a oatmeal for everybody. Like, but I didn't like how we just were doing that. I often was like, hey, I have some re- research I've done with the Cleveland Clinic. I'd love to talk about it. But, you know, that didn't always, didn't always make the the showrunner. Um I do see, especially with, um, like we have amazing friends and colleagues. You, I'm sure you know them, Monica Agarwal, Sarai Stanzik, all these MDs who are in the plant based space, and, and their they stories desir- are in this book. Yes, yeah, their, their, their 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 testimonies are in this, or their experiences are in here. But I've seen them make their way into the plant based space, but not get the microphone or the spotlight as often as people who don't have these amazing stories like they do. And these women, women get nine. of the autoimmune disease houses out there. 75% happen to women Hmm. versus men. But Men get the stage with so many other things. So I'm really proud of you. You're clearly uh, married to someone who's got a great equal voice and you're clearly a a father of a daughter because you can see and feel that we all have equal presence out there. So, yeah, I, I agree that, there's been some lack of variety out there. Like, it felt like it for a while it was like, I mean, I'm talking decade plus ago. It was like the white-haired white man show. And now we get the white-haired white women on stage with us. But there's so many more. And when I have my conference every March, uh, it's for women. And I try to get all my presenters to be female. With the, except, except my husband. Except my father, who's an honorary woman. I told Kim Williams he qualified <laughs> because of his name. Just um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But um, I try to get women, and women who are a variety of, of different colors. And one of my favorite presenters who is fascinating is Robin Shutkin. She is, I could call her the fairy godmother of the microbiome. Mm. She's got so much to say, and she's got so much knowledge. And so does Dr. Doctor B or Bill, Will Wolfevitz. Love him, adore him, but they're, they're out there, and arguably she's been out there longer. I, so it is interesting how our focus... Is is drawn to maybe not a, in a in a balanced way, but thank you for asking that, Howard. That's that's wonderful to hear from you. Honestly,
0: yeah, I mean, the and you know the other and first of all, like one of one of my points of pride in my career when I particip- have participated in Plant Stock and with uh, with Engine Two, is how forward the organization has been in terms of giving women doctors, women researchers, the microphone. And looking right. at diversity and equity, um, you know, because I mean, you know, the other thing is that the old white male, white haired doctors um, are doctors and doctors have been brought up a certain way thinking like, you know, I know what's best for my patients. Why don't they do it? And I think, you know, there is some of that. And I've seen I've seen doctors get up and talk about. Dieting and weight, and you're just not trying hard enough. And I've, I've, and you know, I think it's different for me as a man to think about weight, to think about body image, because I, you know, I never had that experience of someone wearing, you know, no, no fat dudes shirt and being ashamed of my body or worried about it. Like I think we, I think we need a greater consciousness and sensitivity, and I, and I think it's in this book in terms of. This is about positive change, not about running away from, you know, problematic self-images.
2: Oh, thank you for saying it like that. Thank you. It, well, it, it really is. It, it is like a community we're hoping to welcome everybody, no matter and, how they identify. And
1: Jane's section, I don't know if you read it, about the uh, below the belt.
2: Hmm. He, he's heard that talk a lot. Uh-huh. You've Hoover. heard that
1: talk yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, your listeners shouldn't not, shouldn't miss Kuva. Well, they can read the book.
2: Well, <laughs> but Howard, um, no, that's real. I thank you so much for bringing that up. And I mean, like, you could not imagine what if we had shirts on that said, Hey, no bald birds. You'd be like, what is that all about? Right. You know, maybe you gave <laughs> your, house. Like, like, it's yeah. just, you don't do that. And we got to, you know, we've always felt that way, but finally, it's okay to speak up about a lot of these things because, you know, our culture's waking up.
0: Yeah, and and you know, and you know, we know that in terms of marketing, like if you if you tell people that they can avoid heart disease, most people will yawn. If you can tell them they can lose ten pounds, they'll jump up and down and pull out their wallets. Right? So, mm. so the, the emphasis on weight loss you know i was i was so happy to, to to see it absent like you're talking about positive sexuality you're talking about living a full life um and you know i like for like i've seen um like i'm curious jane when you said like you were having all these sort of body issues body dysmorphias and how how did plant based address those because i could just as easily say okay so now i found a weight a way to eat to stay thin, like I'm supposed to, as opposed to like I was empowered. What like what was that? What was what was that dynamic for you?
2: Oh, I think I had the perfect storm because I was training, you know, four plus hours a day at University of Michigan, D one swimming. Like it was, you know, here we go, you got to show up. And you know, I was Big Ten champ and qualified for NCAA's. Like it, it was, you know, you have to eat. You have you were a machine. And so I, what I found. Right, kind of. Then, in that moment, is that eating plant based? um I didn't lose. I, I, I was. I would never say. I would never wanted to be thin. I never wanted to be whatever. I never. And I, I mean, I I like my size. I've got some power. She's
1: always been the same size. And and well, my Must point have been is, a difficult like, birth. I, ah! She was born, believe it or not, in London. Um, oh. uh, um But anyway,
2: the, at, right around that time, it just what what happened is it kind of. It mellowed out my when I eating eating plant based, which was again odd in the eighties. You know, I was we were eating. I remember having so many like whole wheat bagels at the time with ap, uh, apple apple butter. butter. Uh. Like I couldn't, we didn't. I didn't know about hummus. I didn't know about um, so many things that we know about now beans. I didn't know about beans. Like you, we learn, you kept learning these things and like more and more and more and more and more, and more food groups became available and delicious. But I, to answer your question, um, I did not want to thin. I wanted to just keep my strength, my power and, and feel better about just how I identified. Like you grow up for, you know, 18, 20 years with a certain body shame, not shame shape and feeling no shame around it. And I was feeling not shame, but just more like, this is, wait, what's up? This is not how I identify. And I wasn't, I don't know if dysmorphia is the right word to use, because I didn't think I was, I I did um, sort of feel better, and my shape was more what I identified with, eating plants. And, uh, again, the timing was bizarrely perfect um, for me a year into my swing, or a year into eating my own on my own at at college. So. Mm. And I think for
1: all kids, it's hard when you're eating on your own and you're choosing your own food totally for the first time. Yeah. That's difficult.
0: Mm. Yeah. I I remember thinking (laughs) whatever's free. I just eat eat that. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whatever. Yeah, I would, I, you know, I would have, I would have gone to, you know, any cult if they had a pizza party at college, right? <laughs>
2: That's so true. That's so true. It's
0: so true. Um, you mentioned that, like, this is a three-generation endeavor in the family. I'm wondering, um, you had at the very beginning, you had a list of all the the grandchildren and like their reasons for enjoying plant-based. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what you what you see in that, and especially in the the women, the girls, and the women in this generation,
1: how they a whole lot of talking about. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that, that this was Rose, my roses Rose, Rose is to his point. You know, this to was point. my um task task to interview them, and so what you are saying, uh, Rose, who was at the time 22, our son Ted's daughter. She said, plant-based makes me feel free and has saved me from the emotionally turbulent diet of restriction so many friends in their 20s are caught in. And I think that's to your point. And I think that a lot of them feel like that. I mean... Um,
2: Krile's is sort of defined I, 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 of that.
1: And, and Kyle, who is 22 also, and that's Jane's daughter, and is a, a, a top swimmer, said plant-based is empowering for me, revolutionary for the world, creative, and always a talking point with my friends and coaches. I feel empowered when I can educate them about it and be a living, breathing example of it, which she certainly was.
2: She has a bunch of Division Three NCAA records, and she won six out of her seven events at NCAAs, and Kenyon College Women won nationals last
1: year.
0: Oh, congratulations. Yeah.
1: On plants and Sophie, aged eleven, oh. uh, she again is she is one of Rip's daughters. Whenever I eat good food, I feel good, and whenever I eat unhealthy food, something in my stomach just feels wrong. I'm lucky because it's been easy for me since I've been plant strong my whole life. Being plant based doesn't mean just eating salads all the time. It means so many fun, unique things like a kale cake with raspberry frosting, not just vanilla frosting with pink dye in it, but lemons and raspberries, and it's just really fun and tasty. Mm. But you can't beat Hope, age seven, Rip's youngest, who said, if you eat meat, you die. (laughs) So that reminds me
0: of a very uncomfortable experience I had when my daughter, whom you know, was about i want to say 11 and i got a call from the neighbor saying my daughter is in tears because she thinks she's about to die from cancer because we we feed her milk <laughs> and you know there's something very you know it's very innocent and cute and and like heartening to hear your kids like sort of echoing things back And, like, we had to sit down with her and, like, talk about, like, yes, we think this is the best way to eat. Yes, there's a lot of science. Yes, there's a lot of personal experience. Yes, there's ethical concerns. And there's something else about how to be in the world with people without, you know, lording it over them or, or scolding or being
1: superior and I guess I'm I'm wondering, as especially the, the everybody lives, everybody lives. It seems amazing, whatever you do, yeah. <laughs> you, you know. Right.
0: but I'm I'm wondering about like the when the um, um. Uh, I guess Rose was talking about her peers, who are so, mm-hmm. like, what do the girls see in ter- in their in their world? Because they're they're so different, right? They're really like a different species from a different planet in the way they eat, in the way they think about their bodies, than the mainstream, which is all about like if it feels good, do it now, you know, just let loose, enjoy yourself. You work hard, you should deserve to play hard. Like, what what are they? What's their experience of navigating the world as kids who've been plant based from birth?
2: they well it's gotten quite easier hard to be honest like you know kids like your kids i'm sure well i besides your neighbor um you know if you could people have peanut allergies so there's a huge awareness around that people have wheat allergies they have milk allergies so not eating meat and having those other you know oh yeah and no dairy put me in that category you know just it's it's not been that Um, hard and and that much resistance, you know, you go to certain places and you can, you can arrive, you're like, Oh, do you want to have, are you, are you paleo? Are you gluten-free? Are you vegan? Are you, there's just Mm. so many, so many options. I mean, Instagram, boom. I mean, they're, my, our kids are, are, you know, Instagram came to be right. Actually the first time I heard about it was the very first plant stock, which was, you know, around 2010, 2011, It may have been around way longer. I just was late to the party, but so that's been their childhood. They on Instagram, they've seen so many uh, beautiful plant based foods. So they, I think they have oddly felt supported. And if anything, Mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh, let's make these sweet potato peanut butter dark chocolate Reese cup things." And I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I'm glad I never knew about that kind of junk. Every day they want to make a new treat. Uh, You know, just try a new thing. Um, what What about the, it, the
0: conversations it, yeah. about sort of body image and weight? Like, what what are they privy to and hearing from their friends? Who, like, you know, Rose said like her friends are struggling. Do we?
2: Um, I, I, you can talk to Rose. She has her own podcast too. Oh, okay. I, uh, I don't, and I, I am. Um, I think it's a hard conversation to have with anybody who's struggling with their with their body image and and how they feel.
1: Right. Um, should we talk about the food? Well, you know, Bannon, Bannon, who is 19, Jane's daughter, she wrote in this thing, right now I love being plant-based because I know what I'm putting in my body is meant for my body. And there's something special about taking care of myself in a special way.
2: hmm
1: Which is... Um, no, I mean, it's pretty amazing that someone 19 feels that way. Yeah, can think that
0: way. Yeah, and, you know, and the, um, the lived experience, I think, you know, all those years, like I don't know if they've gone out to parties and have experimented with, you know, pink frosty cupcakes and cheese pizzas and, and things and whether they tell you or don't tell you, but I imagine that, you know, having, having a, a, a set point of vibrant health um, is, is... I mean,
1: that's the key. That's, well that's the that's key, the well set said. point. Because everybody goes, everybody, everybody, you know, does crazy things. But you come back, you yeah. have a, you have a, a home. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and, and it's funny how, like, we are plant-based, and I remember someone gave us, someone was moving, Someone was moving, our college room was emptying out, and we took all kinds of things to take home to eat. To good, like We had the oats, and we had, remember having like a whole bunch of whole wheat pasta, and we had a back box of crackers that I thought, oh, these look like they could be good. And my daughter was like, no. They said it, say that they're nut thins or whatever they are, but they have milk in them. And so she sort of just mm. – I was like, oh, I, I think I could get lost in this box of crackers. <laughs> she just – No, 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 there's milk in it. And you would never think there would be milk and crackers. Speaking of which, we have a great cracker recipe in here.
0: Oh, what page?
2: I've never been so on crackers. Oh, they're on page 203, actually.
0: Seed and millet crackers.
2: Oh, nice, flax seeds. (laughs) Yeah. And, oh, they are
1: delicious.
2: And they started out as muffins, and for some reason they didn't work, and they were gross and sort of wishy. No one would eat them. I mean, my mom and I don't eat them. We know they're not so great. I put them outside on the bird feeder for the, bird to <laughs> eat, the birds to eat. The birds wouldn't eat them. Seed and millet cracker. And I, so anyway, it turned in, I turned it into a slurry and made it into these crackers, and they are a
1: winner. Uh-huh. And it was sort of fun because the other night, right on the 23rd, the day that the book came out, uh, we spoke in the a local library and Jay, jane made a, a whole lot of this these little crackers to give to everybody just a little tiny cracker and everybody loved them
2: yeah wow is that- and
1: while we were eating crackers we had them dragging
2: the tire i don't know if you've seen the videos of my mom dragging the tire uh-huh. with the the yeah I, I was your mom's workout
0: the- partner one year at black Mountain i'm just
2: so you know, so we had a, we had tire dragging going on during this book launch. It was so funny. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's, it's funny like like shape based foods. Like, no, as a muffin, it's terrible, but as a cracker, it's delicious.
2: Exactly, <laughs> it, it's so funny how that worked out. Yeah. So,
0: so how do you, I mean? There's, I don't know how many recipes there are. Most be over a hundred in in the over one
1: hundred and twenty five, I think, plus. Or so. Well, actually, you know about the, uh, our recipes. It's kind of crazy because we got the okay to do this book. What was the date?
2: Oh my gosh. Mar- March 7th, 2020.
1: Uh-huh. Just when. It, just before everything went sideways. And fortunately, we live next door to each other. So, um, just this nice little pine needle path. And then
2: so, well, about one year into, like, figuring out how to shop during COVID and cook and, and can we talk. Like, So we figured out, okay, we can be connected. We're a pod. We're going to trade trade food back and forth because we, like she just said, we literally go across the pine needles. That's the first picture on the book, actually, us walking down that path together. Um, it's on the very, very yep. first back of the Um Anyway, we decided about a year into this whole project, we're like, okay, let's see where we are. And we were assessing um, how many recipes we had. We had seven breakfasts. We had eight lunches. We had nine dinners. And we had 44, 44 desserts. So we knew that we were on the right path making a huh. cookbook for, um, for women. Um, we pared it down to 34 desserts, I think.
1: But, I was, but we were so lucky because my husband and I, being elderly – did not get out at all and so we ended up watching a lot of tv at night so at night yeah at night so there we would be at night watching tv and our door would rattle and i would know oh, it's jane and my mouth would begin to water because it would be another sample of a brownie and i think she made how many (laughs) 12 12 different tries and then I think she had three different recipes. So practically every night we would get one little brownie to taste. It was so exciting because, you know, normally I never make desserts or, you know, I mean, I rarely do. So it was really elegant living during COVID.
2: Yeah. You got to try the out-of-sight out brownies out-of-sight.
0: All right. Yeah, I've been going through the breakfasts because that's the time of the day when I have, like, discretionary time to do stuff. So I've made the, uh, the banana muffins. Mhm. Um I don't know what they taste like have I left- you made the
1: lemon Did you like the muffins? I didn't
0: taste them. I left them out to cool and I came back and they were gone.
1: Why? <laughs> Did the cat
0: eat them? I don't have a cat. I have <laughs> I have a wife and children. <laughs> That's
1: funny. So I got I got to make them
0: again. I got to, you know, I'm wait I'm, I'm like watching the bananas every day like are you ready yet? Are you are you overripe enough?
1: I always make it as a bread, not muffins, but I, I, then I like to toast.
0: Yeah, I couldn't wait so that it's long. Nice. It's like 50 minutes for bread, 25 <laughs> minutes for muffins. That was easy.
2: Uh,
1: All right, with you. I think
2: you're going to love the lemon oatmeal. It is bizarre. It's like eating a scoop of sunshine.
1: Okay, next it page. So- lemon
2: oatmeal. But,
1: but Howie, what Jane did with the lemon oatmeal, you won't believe as a dessert. Um, have you have
2: you ever had lemon squares? Yeah. You know, like old school lemon squares are probably like egg yolk and gelatinous. Yeah, it's sort custard. of like I'm a little meringue
0: thing in a square.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. So
0: okay. You see the lemon squares? Lemon squares.
2: Well, and these are on page, um, what page is this? Goodness. Look on page 288-89. And what we have here is the crust here is a raisin and pecan crust. Got okay. it. And then the top layer, it, the top layer of frosting is um, our usual you know, tofu based uh, lemon pudding kind of thing. But the filling itself, like the lemon yellowish filling there, you know what that's made of?
0: Looks like the oatmeal.
2: Don't look at It's made of the lemon oatmeal, but I amped up the lemons. I amped up the, um, the little bit of maple syrup. So it's kind of, it's more desserty. So it's sweet and it's bright and it's got this, that lemon zing. And I put in a little bit, of those threads, what are those threads that turn things? Saffron. Saffron.
1: I mean, is it saffron? saffron?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, to make it more yellow. And then once you let oatmeal cool, you know, it, become, it sets and it becomes sort of this thick gelatinous. It isn't soupy and goopy. So it literally is like a a breakfast dessert.
1: But it's definitely dessert. With
2: the, with the core, ability really the core of it being oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Jane, you've got to make that again. I know. I got hungry just looking <laughs> at it.
1: So what's what's a, what's a great
0: story of a, of, a, of an interesting uh, recipe development, like something that you started somewhere or had an idea or and ended up somewhere totally unexpected?
2: Besides the bird feeder with the muffins? <laughs> ha I'm kidding. Um, we, well, almost every... Recipe has some story. Uh, my mom has a great sandwich that she. This
1: apple lidded sandwich. Uh huh. on page
0: 14. Oh, that's the, one that, that's the one that Meg likes.
1: And, oh, great. And this sandwich is so crazy because our son Ted uh, was in Colorado working on a. He, he is has got this city bench where they take. Anyway, he was doing some muraling out in Colorado and went out for lunch and had this crazy sandwich, and the an apple slice was instead of, this, of the top slice of bread. And it is crazy what apple, as the lid, does to the taste of whatever you're eating. It's sweet. It's crisp. it is It just revolutionized. I mean, you could have absolutely... Something tasteless inside it, and it tastes good with this apple in it. Mm. Uh, and Meg from Mama says was uh, had was had seen that sandwich, and she she was the one that named it apple lidded. I love that. Yeah.
2: Well, there's so there's there's stories behind almost all of our recipes. I mean, I could look at like the um, the woman warrior burger, for example. That comes from so many so many immersions working on our burger and you've been to our immersions like we really want to have a burger that people are going to enjoy eating either with a bun, without a bun with, with toppings, without toppings And the I always say a tip of the hat to Jeff Novick for us understanding how to make veggie burgers and he has a beautiful recipe of his own and then we've gone on to tweak it and try other things so this is like 12 years later version of the burger but the Women Warrior Burger is the one that we have Made by our beautiful, amazing, capable staff of women chefs at our immersions. Um, Brenda Reed is the main person behind that, and Darlene, who's her, sometimes her, her helping assistant cook, who's, they're, they're just amazing. So that, would I would say is something I love. But what I'm obsessed with, and if you can't tell from the cover of the book and from the cover of the Build Your Own Bowl section, is just Bowls, bowls, bowls. And I'm sure you make them at your house. But if you have any just cooked complex carbohydrate, you know, from whole wheat pasta to sweet potatoes to Yukon gold potatoes, rice noodles, anything, anything, anything. Um, and just add some sort of greens underneath them and greens on top of them and purple cabbage or purple onion or purple sprouts or cooked cooked cauliflower or broccoli or avocado or corn or mango, whatever. I mean, there's endless, endless amounts of things you can add. And to pull it all together so you've got some sort of grain, some sort of green, some sort of bean or tofu or tempeh is a sauce. And we have so many sauces that we make and we love that our, our editor was like, listen, you guys, I think we need to start your cookbook with the sauce section. And we were like, why? <laughs> and we said, well, because you guys talk about sauces being your secret weapons and the magic to it all and the cha-cha and the and the wham, bam, and the, you, know, you have to have it. So we was like, well, what, what? can we please put breakfast first and then maybe do <laughs> sauce, sauces? He said, fine, we'll do breakfast and then we'll go right to sauces because in almost every recipe going forward or every recipe section, you guys refer to your sauces and your salsas and your hummuses and your gravies and your guacamole and your dressing. So that is in the beginning, which I think is actually brilliant mm-hmm. or well, a good move. It was a good move. Gotcha.
0: So I want to ask you about the source of one uh, innovation that I had never seen before, which is you've got your round tortilla and you cut one radius and then fold it three ways. That's brilliant. Where did, where did that come from?
2: That was on, again, that was, I think, on, I'm going to say it wrong, TikTok, social media, Instagram. Okay. But people people had were making, someone had done that and it seemed so brilliant. And I think they probably put, like, butter and then cheese and then meat, and it just look like that. But you can put anything you want, and it's just so cool. You have to get that one little slice initially so that it can fold. And then um, once you have that slice, you just put in a layer of hummus and then a layer of this and a layer of that and a layer of that, and you keep folding it over. And my mom likes everything crisp, so we just put it in the panini sandwich um, grill. Crisp, the crisper yeah. and it was good it, it's a ton of fun try that Howard and put whatever you want whatever you have in it
0: yeah I love it because I love making you know wraps and usually things are like end up in my lap or on the plate or so this, this just looked like a very smart way to contain it
2: it is it's a and very... it was so
1: fun trying to to, <laughs> to do it with our publisher because to get it to get them to do it in the right order we had to kind of Keep, keep editing. Like keep yeah.
2: at one point, they numbered it wrong. They went one, two, three, four, five, six vertically. It's was like, "No, no." <laughs> <laughs> it's time to say. So, it
0: sounds like one of those um, like GRE type tests for you have to oh, exactly put it, <laughs> exactly put the panini in the right yeah. order. Yeah. So about like, are you, do you guys do TikTok as well?
2: Well, no TikTok. From what I understand, I could be totally wrong, and I could be educating you guys. I don't know where we all are on our on our knowledge about it. But TikTok um, doesn't have videos; they have, they call them reels, R E E L S. And these reels, the way that they're done, or they're editable, or whatever, um, is really great. I think it's part of why TikTok is such a growing, enormous fascination. Um, my daughter is our publicist, and she makes amazing videos. But she say my they're not videos i'm making reels because instagram now has reels also huh. so that's the difference exactly it's just moving picture versus movie versus film reels versus videos but the reels i think you can edit you can put like things you can write with words on it you can like one for example one of the i don't know if you saw have you follow instagram at all um, I, I, for my mental health, I
0: avoid, I avoid oh, most social media.
2: Oh, okay. Well, we have a, we have a Instagram up on my site of my, my husband and I just had our 25th wedding anniversary. And we asked for everybody in our family, every branch of our family to give us a dance. Huh. And we felt like the king, and queen having the gestures come and perform, <laughs> but, um, everyone did a dance. And at the end, my daughter, our publicist, had everybody dance like their favorite fruit or vegetable. So we had this great dance of people coming in and doing these things. So on that video, she was able to write, um, you know, corn with the silk on top of the corn, you know, dancing. And, you know, someone bounced like this. This is asparagus. A reel is something you can write on easily. Uh-huh. I think a video, when you take a video, it's it's complicated and you have to go into, a, you know, other software to figure it out. But And reels from TikTok. I, again, I could be so wrong. I could be so wrong, but that's way I understand. So, because well, I speech, can just, you like know, I understand. Speech. I know that
0: people are like TikTok famous, and I can just picture the two of you being, you know, huge TikTok stars.
2: YouTube
1: famous, I, I, Howard. I am worse than you on uh, on anything to do with social media. I would be. I would never have a picture taken of me if it weren't for Jane, <laughs> and I, you know, I do it because she says so. Uh huh. Otherwise, yes, I, I would just please go put my head in a barrel of water and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: water. Right, well, <laughs> well, I, well, I enjoy that image. Um, <clears throat> are you on your your YouTube channel? Are you making some of the recipes
2: in the new book? Yes, the first it just came out, so we had an announcement on YouTube. But our first one coming up is a chana masala, a chickpea masala. Uh, Chole is actually what he's called by my friend, Koyan, who um, she is of Indian descent from India. And she came to help us do this. And she took us on a field trip. And it was such a fun learning about how to do this chickpea masala, you know, in a very plant-perfect way.
0: Mm. Yeah. And it's funny because you were talking about when you started out being plant-based, you are having whole wheat bagels with apple butter and it really was, you know, the thing that opened it up for you was opening up to other cultures who have had long plant-based oh. traditions, whether it's Middle Eastern hummus or Mexican, or you know, rice and beans, uh, or or, or chickpea doing, yes. tha- chana yeah. masala.
2: But I, I would, I would, I would leave my husband for Thai food. <laughs> I swear, I love Thai food so much.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, thank goodness you don't have to.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or, um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Pad ties are so many, so many. I mean, the world eats such good food and in the right ratios, not just slabs of steak. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we tend to.
0: So the book's been out for a week. I imagine you've had, you know, reviewers' copies out for for a little while before that. But you've also had a chance to hear some things from people on Amazon. What What are you hearing specifically from women about the book?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, a, a lot of the reviews that are up are from w- women, and they are. I mean, some one was so long I barely got through the whole thing. <laughs> um, they, but but so glowing, and I mean, a little embarrassing, like. This is so nice. Thank you. Um, But I think kind of per what you were saying, you were so focused on, not focused, but you were were wonderful how you identified with the part of the book that was really for women and their identity and being part of something. And so I think there's a lot of people saying, I read the introduction. I usually don't read the introductions to cookbooks, but I read this over a two day period. And actually one man, reviewed it for us, he said, I read this cookbook before I got into the recipes. I read the opening part and I laughed. I cried. I felt in harmony with it. Uh, I felt seen. I felt (laughs) heard. It was wonderful to hear his comments.
0: Nice. Last question. You chose the word warrior for the title of the book. Why?
2: Because of it, I, kind of in a backfilly kind of way. It rhymed, it, not, it had alliteration with woman, war, woman warrior. And I think for me, my mom is my daily dose of hell yeah. I mean, she is up and at it every morning, running, raking, doing yoga with me, dashing off to the store, running around, coming back, putting things away, then getting off to go do this and then this and then that. She's nonstop. So I wanted to be a plant-based woman warrior like she is. And, you know, I'm no lifestyle medication um, because of our healthy ways of eating. So she was the original warrior, and I w- thought it was a great term to go with. And What, is it,
1: what does not, it mean it's to you? Because,
0: gris- you know, like when I think of warrior, I think of, you know, war and fighting and advocacy, but also like there's the peaceful warrior.
1: And a man.
2: Perspective, yeah. So,
0: what is is the female? What is your perspective on warrior? What 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 comes up for you?
2: I think women are really fighting on the front of non optionals, like keeping ourselves fed and healthy, and together, and loving, and in proximity. And I mean this as being a plant based, you know, warrior. Keep those plants. Fight to have those plants have a place and have you know to be part of your lived experience. So be a warrior in ways that are going to bring your family and yourself and your friends, your community into a healthy, loving place. Mm. Be a plant-based woman warrior. warrior. Live fierce,
1: stay bold, eat delicious.
0: (laughs) Well, I, 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 I shudder to think about your media training.
2: We didn't have any. <laughs> so
0: They, like, they ran, they ran away blocking. in terror. <laughs> well, you got this. Any, anything else you wanted to say about the book or about what you're up to that I haven't asked?
2: Um, well, what we're so excited about, Howie, is that we are having live events again. So our first live event is actually September 17th here in Cleveland, Ohio, or Chardon, Ohio, actually, just east of Cleveland. And we have... Two more spaces open, and it's a really small, intimate event, and we make a ton of food. So you, we kind of wheel you out the door at the end because we just eat, eat eat, and eat all day. But we're doing a ton of activity as well to um, make room to try more recipes. Where,
0: where do people go so that's, Where do people go to find out about that?
2: Um, to janeesselstyn.com, J-A-N-E-E-S-S-E-L-S-T-Y-N, uh, sorry, .com. And, uh, we'll have all events list, listed there. And I mentioned earlier in your show, um, also on janeithilton.com, information about our March event, which is always based, you know, for women, because the International Day of the Woman is March 8th. So we have our event somewhere around March 8th, as, as close as we can get to that day. And um, this year's theme is Don't Be Shocked, is going to be Be a Plant Based Woman Warrior.
0: Wow. And that's like the third anniversary of the book proposal.
2: Exactly! Oh my gosh! Ah. Exactly. That's that's quite a long gestation.
0: That's quite a long gestation period, as far as I understand those things.
2: Um, I think with supply chain and ink and paper, we were in line behind other books um, to get out with our publisher. I mean, Penguin has. I think a lot of people were reading and and, um, writing during the pandemic.
0: Wow. Well, I'll I'll include links to that. So JaneEsselstyn.com.
2: Um. in our in our our um YouTube site which is on at YouTube just go to Jane Esselstyn channel and it's all we have 175 plus videos that are all free plant-based recipes. The recipes are not always available because they're copyright with our author, uh, sub uh, our publishers but some of them are listed mm-hmm. when we can. Okay. Well,
1: Jane people should buy will the book. Also be at plant stock which is Plant stock is yeah. Oh, yeah! People buy the book at Amazon, wherever. And plant stock's coming up on
2: September 9, 10, 11. Yeah, is that in Black Mountain again? That like- that, no,
1: that's on um, that's it's virtual. virtual. Oh, okay. And it's and that's great. But, I mean, that's going to be really fun with a lot of good cooking and it's a food stuff. focused
2: one. It's just it's yeah. all about the food.
0: Gotcha. Any plans to uh, to to get those back in person?
2: I I don't know where Rip and company are on that because we 'cause we're we're not part of the we're part of the oh, back, well, back I club reading uh, meeting. I
1: think that um other things are going to be in person, but plant stock not. I see. But he, his other events. He has the, uh, immersions are immersions, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. for sure. And they're wonderful.
0: Yeah. Those are a ton of fun. All right. One last question. What, what are you guys listening to? Good music? Anything
2: I like listening to my kids' Spotify because it makes me feel close to them. So I have no idea; huh. it's just a variety of what they what they what they like, which I love catching up on. Except for my son, he's got too much rap in there. I'm just not uh, yeah.
1: And me, the last thing I listen to is Fields of Gold. I love it. Oh,
0: um, Eva Cassidy or Sting? Yeah.
2: Yes, Sting. Eva, no. Eva, Eva, Eva Cassidy, Eva. I also listened to. This thing.
0: Okay, I once listened to Eva sing that without crying. It was it was like 2014. There was this one time when I when I held it together; otherwise, it destroys me. I,
1: okay. I, the last time. Well, not I listened to it just a few a month or so ago. Walking across a field mm. of barley, or barley at and the farm at the farm, mm. and. I was with Ted and it was early in the morning and he played it and it was like unbelievable. There we were in that field of gold.
0: Oh, wow. Un- yeah, it's a plant based song, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And about a strong woman. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, Jane and Anne Esselstyn, as always, just a delight to catch up with you guys. The book, Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior, Live Fierce, Stay <laughs> Live Bold, fierce. Eat Delicious. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I'm getting better at that. It's available wherever books are sold. You should get it. It will, um, yeah, the, the, co- the cover alone will give you like an, a year's worth of ideas. Um, <laughs> and so far every, everything I made of it out of it has been a hit and one day I'll get to taste it
1: good
2: all right great so, thanks for talking all
0: right thanks a lot be well talk to you again soon all right yeah. See
2: you. bye bye
0: and that's a wrap you can check out the show notes at plantyourself.com slash 533 three will be a link a convenient link to go buy the book and uh, through the Amazon affiliate program, they'll throw a few bucks, a few pennies my way, actually. Um, I think I actually get more money from being an affiliate and <laughs> you buying a book off of my website than I do f- uh, from the publisher when I actually sell a book that I've written, which is kind of a funny thing, you know, where the, where the value is in that in that particular supply chain. So let's talk about movement news. Um went for a run yesterday morning on the tobacco trail It was about six and a half miles altogether, although a lot of it was walking, some of it was jogging, and I did five quarter miles, aiming for about a six minute pace, which I finally almost got to. I was at one thirty four for the fifth one, so again, you know the goal is to be able to walk today which i'm I'm doing <laughs> um and uh, got an ultimate game tonight and about seven weeks until the Sarasota Sunset Tournament. So um am going to be uh, adding some more of these um, short sprint repeat workouts into my life. The garden is quite lovely now. We've cleared out a lot of stuff and put in the fall crops, the cruciferous bunch, you know, the collards, cabbage, um, broccoli, kale, those those wonderful foods. Also some beets and the grape uh, the grapevine is producing in a way it hasn't since about five or six years ago when I watched a YouTube video on how to uh, prune a grapevine and I obviously way overdid it because this is the first year we're getting grapes again after after I um, did what I thought I was supposed to do. They are delicious. If you've never had like a scuppernung um, they have a very, um, chewy outside, quite thick, um, very sweet inside with with three or four seeds. So they're kind of an acquired taste, but, uh, if you live in the, live in the area, come by. We've got more more than we can handle. We are not into, you know, stomping them down and making wine. And otherwise we're looking for, uh, the, the trucks going by with the, um, the arborist, uh, trucks that have, um. Big piles of wood chips so we can put those in the garden and continue um, growing the uh, fertility of the land.